MLM Nation, episode 771. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, MLM Nation, have you checked out the daily newsletter yet? Hey, it's free. I've been getting awesome feedback. I put network marketing in a fun way. And also, you're going to learn daily tips as well. And the best part is you can go through it in two or three minutes. If you haven't received it yet, go to MLMNation.com, hit subscribe, and be delivered to your email inbox five days a week. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Sami Eskelin. Hey, Sami, are you ready? To make it happen. I am ready. Thank you so much, Simon, for having me. I'm super, super excited and pumped about this. Sami Eskelin is originally from Finland and is now in the U.S. for the last 13 years. Prior to network marketing, he was a Finnish military security expert, a performance coach, and a nutritionist. Today, he's a six-figure earner and built one of the fastest-growing teams in this company. So, Sami, I've given ML Nation a brief intro. Well, please share more about your background, what you did from Finland. That sounds pretty interesting. Military security. Yeah. And then how did you get into network marketing? Yeah, that's a that's a good story. So I don't know how long you want to stay on this topic. But yeah, uh, from heart, my soul, I've been an athlete ever since I was six years old. I started playing soccer. Uh, and then I got into martial arts and I thought I'm going to be a professional soccer player. All the way till I was 18 years old. And that's when in Finnish... Finland has a mandatory armed service. So you have to go and take some sort of armed service. And, and at the time I thought, well, listen, if, if, if something is completely mandatory, I might as, might as well take everything on it. So I applied to be one of the, in the special operations units, which is a force recon. And, um, I, I was able to get in and, uh, that kind of took me on a completely different career path. Uh, I was an officer, uh, in the Finnish military and special operations unit. And then became an instructor. After my active duty, I ended up scouted by one of the biggest security companies in the world. So um, through that, they actually gave me another degree. So I got a, I got a between bachelor's and master's uh, in, in corporate security management. So I ended up running one of the fastest growing security units in the country, running about 40, 50 guy unit. And, um, and most of our clients and with, with my unit was high threat uh, stuff, banks, jewelry stores, you name it, whatever is, is kind of facing higher threat or has a, has a higher value to be guarded. That was my guy's unit. So we were kind of the first response unit. And uh, I thought that's going to be my career for the, my whole entire life. I've been passionate about health and wellness and nutrition. And, and I always joking that I was the geeky kid. And uh, when my friends were 13 years old and then they were looking at comic books at the library, uh, I was uh, actually getting myself into biology and, and nutrition books. And that's when I started to study. So health and wellness has always been a kind of close to me. So when I eventually kind of came up, up I don't want to say corporate burnout, but kind of, I was at the time I, I grew up my, my units revenue by millions of dollars and uh eventually when my boss offered me uh a 40 euro which is about 40 dollar pay increase a month i realized that corporate life is not going to be for me 
So I, I dabble kind of between my own security company to put that up. And uh, that was looking for a while that it's going gonna, it's gonna to take me to start my own security training company, training law enforcement, military, and, 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 and civilians. But my business partner ended up then pulling out from that plan like a couple of weeks before we were about to launch that company. And uh, that kind of put me in a standstill. I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Should I still follow my career path? And um, I thought I'm going to take a breather. And my mentor in in that uh, tactical training, um, Jim, he lives in uh, Irvine, California. So I decided to just come to Irvine and then make peace with everything in Finland. I, I wasn't planning to stay in U.S. I was just kind of kind of like making peace with everything financially, emotionally, physically. And uh, so if it was that I'm going to end up staying, then I, would, I wouldn't have anything to hold me back anymore. Hmm. So uh, I, I lived in California for about a month and a half. And uh, then I ended up coming to Vegas. And uh, here I met my amazing wife. Uh, she's one of the top fitness pros in the world. Uh, she placed third in the world over a decade ago. Um, so at the time... When uh, when we started dating, uh, we were both trainers, and um, and I was a performance coach, nutritionist. Uh, we both had a business to that, so we end up uh, we end up working separately. And as we met, we became pretty uh, separable, inseparable. And uh, a few years in, like training industry is tough. Like personal training, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of guys who are just undervaluing and underselling themselves and and that's kind of like what we were facing. And, and uh, I had another night job in the service industry here in Vegas to just kind of cope with that um, business owner financial uh, little dips. And uh, I was still kind of in a point where we're barely making ends meet. Uh, I was working 14, 15 hour days. Uh, I had two kids at home. Uh, my wife that I barely ever saw because I was working all the time. So we were introduced to this industry through uh, a guy at the gym and um, he was with another company that we were with right now. But my, my wife's goal was to just to find a, a collaboration that would go align with our nutrition background. And uh, I wasn't, to be honest, I was the network marketing doubter. I was never about like, I've always thought I'm going to be a professional network marketer. My, um, <laughs> This is what I'm laughing. I'm saying, saying to our team that my idea to joining and say yes to my wife to joining with her is that I want to expose the industry. I want to expose mm-hmm. and I'm going to go work from the inside out. But then I just end up exposing myself. I knew that I was just not educated about the industry. I, I started realizing that potential. And, and very soon after that, we decided to just go all in. We did decently well, but, but yeah, that was, uh, that was my introduction to the industry. I and I'm always first one to say, like, hey, listen, this is this was me. I was the I was the negative person who who sometimes the industry refers as a as an anchor, like pulling other people out of it. But yeah, but luckily I was uh, enlightened enough. It's fascinating background. Uh, so first of all, the security, you know, I've interviewed over 700 top leaders. Never had anyone that ran a security company. At first, I thought it was an IT security, but this is actually like security guards. Like, no, uh, this is, what is yeah. it? So, 
so my my education on that area was that um, I, I go to corporate spaces. I do risk analysis. Uh, I do any kind of security threat training uh, assessments. I train the corporate staff. I train the staff, and then also bring in my own guys to. Uh, when someone pushes an alarm, when there's a robbery going on in a way, my guys come in and, and handle them often faster than police. So I worked for that for a long time in the field. And then I went to kind of the admin side of it and started started doing a lot of uh, customer relationships, uh, business planning, hiring and firing and everything else. But then later on, I got into executive protection. So um, doing a lot of Bodyguards would be kind of like the the layman terms for uh, EP work, executive protection. And um, when I came to Vegas, I applied my own security business license, and um, and I I end up getting that license as well. But that was just at the brink of when we got literally a breakthrough from our network marketing. So I just kind of put my security consulting company in the background. Yeah, you said you once you got doing network marketing, you wanted to expose it, and then you decided to. Uh... You realized you were the one who exposed. Uh, what changed? Like uh, obviously, attending events. How long and how long did it take you to change your mind? In a matter of a month or two. Okay, and, and uh, my negativity actually is, uh, kind of stems back all over twenty years. This is time, and in Finland is Finland is not a very social country. Like we're a very introverted uh, group of people. So often if marketing is not like, it's not the good breeding ground for being a social activity and everything else. So, but I was introduced to first in this industry when I was about 17 years old. And that was through uh, a guy at the gym uh, that I saw every day. And he invited me in a presentation and it was a, a tiny, tiny company at the time. Wasn't probably even international, but it was a cleaning product company. And uh you can only imagine when a 17-year-old boy goes home to see his parents and have a basket full of cleaning products and makes a claim that I'm going to be a filthy rich and I'm going to take care of you all. And uh, then my my dad literally said, hey, son, they got you. They got you one of these things. And I carried that with me for a long time, all the way till the, the, till, till his words didn't serve me anymore. Mm. I've always had a lot of drive. I've always considered myself entrepreneurial. I'm looking at the business and everything else. So ultimately, when I started getting into network marketing and getting familiar with the potential and everything else, I started realizing like, listen, if I've tried all the conventional ways to become successful and break through that glass ceiling, maybe I should at least take a look at this and give it a good, a year at least minimum until I can really kind of lay my judgment on it. And, uh, like I said, it didn't take a year. Uh, it was it was very very fast that I understood the potential, and then we started scaling our network marketing business up, and and then I started kind of scaling everything else down because I love leverage. Leverage is everything. I I want to be a business owner. I don't want to be a self employed. I want to be a business owner. I don't I don't lack work ethic, but I just wanted to find something where my work ethic is being utilized the best possible way, and I truly believe that. This industry is if it's an even playing field, like it's a cliche that it's the ultimate equalizer. If you have work ethic and and you're coachable, you can make your own luck, and and you can serve a lot of people and and get get very very uh, well compensated for that. When you said you went all in, uh, what do you mean by all in? 
Uh, I did not give myself another option. I said, listen, this is going to be it. I'm not going to back out. I'm, I'm not going to stop until I'm not going to look back until my wife and I are going to make six figures a year with this. That was, that was kind of like thing. We put blinders on. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of stuff that went down and, uh, and, but I, I immediately made that commitment. I recognize that everything that's, that's good. Um, that means that you have to go through some tough times and I was willing to do that. And I once, I always said, once you recognize that, so like, I hope this works. I, I think hope is just a very deceitful thinking because hope puts the, the commitment depending on other people and on other things around you. But once you just kind of make the claim, like I'm going to make this work and I'm not going to look back until I, I make my first goal. That's what I mean by that all in. I said, I still had some other work stuff that I was doing on the side, but in my mind, network marketing was the number one thing. You said there were some tough times, like what? What were some tough times you had to go <clears throat> when you were going all in? Well, the normal down in the industry where where people that you think that's going to be are the number one fans, they're not going <laughs> to, they're going <laughs> to be the caring crafts that's going to pull you down. <clears throat> Some financial times where you literally have to choose between, I'm going to put my gas, gas in a car or I want to buy kids some lunch. And, uh, and those were the things that you naturally kind of start renegotiating you know, with yourself. Like, hey, listen, maybe this wasn't the right thing. There's no immediate amount coming up on network marketing business yet we're making a couple of thousand a thousand couple of thousand dollars a month so it wasn't a complete time wasted but uh that's that was the one time then um obviously when you're dealing with different type of people um i never want to bash anyone but ultimately when you work with a, a large group of people there's a lot of personalities a lot of egos involved it almost kind of took us out of the industry and it was like, listen, this is not going to be like, I don't, I don't know. Should we, should we still do this? I don't know if this couple of thousand dollars a month is going to be really worth it. all this stress and drama and everything else. But uh, we always got together with my wife and say, Hey, no, listen, if it's, if it's to be, it's up to, up to me. And uh, <clears throat> we, we decided to take another direction. We, we switched companies and and this was, I, I always believe that there's there's not just one right company. There's there's one right company or two right companies for you specifically. So our alignment just kind of fell off a little bit and we switched and we started from zero again. This was in uh, less than six months before pandemic. <laughs> so so within that six months on, on that new company, uh, two months in, our two founders died. We're the heart and soul of the whole entire company and after that uh we built a lot of momentum built one of the largest teams fastest growing teams in our in our business in australia and new zealand our distribution center burnt down we're gonna get products on time so when you start looking at the background like started kind of going the timeline back there are so many different things that play a role but ultimately we still embrace them all because they help us through that rhino thick skin. Uh, it, it literally, we had a great organization. Uh, we have great mentorship. Uh, and, and that really was something that allowed us to stay solidified with the direction we wanted to take, even though there's 
literally a world shifting challenges around us. What was what was one of those worst moments you consider? You talk about you know founders dying, distribution burning down. What would you consider your worst moment in network marketing? But you didn't quit, and that's why you are where you are today. It's a tough topic because I, I'm I'm a naturally a risk assessment specialist, so I already simulated all the toughness around me. I already expected that. So as I may as I may see that. There's things that affected on our business the most, but it, it didn't affect on my mental state as much. So they're all tough. Like sometimes when your friends and family uh, just kind of fall on alignment with you and, and, and feel like you're just getting some negativity, that might be uh, equally as hard than kind of a half an organization dropping down and having a more financial dip. So Toughest, toughest challenge. It's not, and I know this sounds cliche, but there's always, I'm like my whole entire life, I've been embracing challenges. I'm always knowing that there's a gift to it. Like, I can't wait to see what the gift mm-hmm. from this is. And, and I've been staying patient. So, so we, we've noticed with my wife that every challenge offered us some sort of opportunity to level up again. At the moment, it, it felt super, super challenging, but we always stay committed to the ultimate outcome. So like, hey, this is just a speed bump. This is just a speed bump. Uh, but I think I think the toughest ones are some of those personal, uh, more in a personal level that, that people do a miscommunication or something like that or people's personal problems. They're going to bring their own personal problems into this, and that's going to start causing some sort of issue sometimes. So maybe it's a little more of now business-wise, not so earth-shifting, but more in the personal level, uh, kind of like uh, somebody is judging your kind of like your agendas or or mis mis uh misunderstanding you your agendas in a way that you're wanting to help and and that might convert in some other way so i, I think it's going to be somewhere in that realm and you said that um you always make sure it doesn't affect your mental state if, when you find out your mental state is not as good as it should be what do you do i i believe like I, i'm a geek in science I, I i love science i love neuroscience i literally sometimes read myself to sleep, the scientific journals and studies and everything else. That kind of comes down from my analytical mind. So I've always believed that keeping myself in a, in a great physical shape, that's going to also allow me to stay in better mental state. The stress tolerance is just something that I know I can increase uh, by staying fit physically. But then again, it's, it's learning how kind of how to pace yourself and listen to your body, listen to your mind. And that's why it's really important that you have a, a supportive business partner, in my, my case, a supportive wife who's building a business with me. But then again, I, ironically, because I believe, like I know about the human biology and the biochemistry and everything that's effect on it. Uh, I, I recently happened to align with the company uh, through a merger that's all in a mental wellness company. 
all on the mental wellness and, and enhancing that in the state. So I, I have my own practices that I've been using anything from, from um, staying fit and physically, um, also embracing the time with my family and having the deep why. Why do you really, if, and I, I think that's another thing is that if your only reason to become successful is to make a lot of money, um, it's not going to keep you mentally well. I'm afraid to use the word balance because I don't believe in balance. Uh, when people say there's a work-life balance or work-life balance is, is, is all whacked, um, I, I believe that there's work-life integration, but there's no balance. And, and uh, so I have my core things that I want to wanna embrace in life. I need to have a date night with my wife. I need to have family time with my kids. I need to have do something in a week that I'm enjoying to do. I want to embrace my, my friendships out of my business. And those are the things that are my kind of like anchors into the good mental, mental uh, capabilities. You talked about work ethic. You always had a hard, uh, good work ethic. Mm. Give me some examples. I think a lot of people say they have a good work ethic, but they don't really have a good work ethic. I'm always inspired by stories. What is the, what's the story you can share about your work ethic, what you did that you don't think most people would not do? My parents kind of installed that to me. I come from a blue collar family. My, my mom and dad, they're both working. My mom worked in a local phone company in the billing department for 30 plus years, 40, almost 35 years. My dad worked in the factory as a, as a technician. And uh, so not that we were coming from a poor, we, we always had a food in the table. So if we were poor, my parents played it out very well. But I, I wanted to have more ever since I was 10, 11, 12 years old. And I was willing to work for it. So when, when I'm e- legally able to being hired in Finland, that was the age of 13. I, I wanted to get a job for my dad's factory. So whatever that cleaning stuff or anything like that. So I work a lot of weekends. I work all the, all the holidays. I work <clears throat> summer vacations and everything. I worked and I paid rent to my parents ever since I was 13 years old. And that was some, kind of something that my mom said, Hey, listen, uh, you get fridge filled uh all, all the time you get your clothes washed and 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 that's just it's would it be something that you want to contribute to that and for me it makes sense like yeah absolutely i make some money so the fact that that was incorporated into my thinking when i was very very young it just reinforced that thinking that everything that you want you can have it if you're willing to work for it hmm. so and that's, that's then again, went into when, when you're in the special operations units, uh, in military, it's your fight to be in that every single day. You might be transferred if you don't operate in the right way. If you don't operate through the standards that's given to you or the unit, uh, you're just being moved to another unit. And I, 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 I once again, I realized that and I was, at the military, even we had, um, we have a, apparently I, I have a fairly high IQ. Uh, we're mandatory testing and it came out and I got an invitation to, to apply to test to Menza. But uh, I, I never did that because I didn't hold any value to it. But I would I never consider myself a very good test taker. 
I, 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 I thought that I have some good street smartness, but what I had is I never quit it. Whatever I start, I, I finish. And that thinking led me into having a very, very, very good evaluation through military, uh, very good peer and leadership and subordinate evaluations. And I contribute that purely on my work ethic because it wasn't my testing that got me high up rank on those units. It was it was purely the fact that, no, I would not stop. So like, whatever I start, I, I, I'll, I'll finish. And, and that same thing led me into being successful, whatever I did in my life. I, I, I became the youngest uh, operations manager for that security company. I, whatever I'm interested at, I'm dedicating everything to. It's not like I don't, I don't tippy toe. Uh, mentally, I commit to that 100%. We all know consistency is very important. What is your daily routine like? You say you go all in. What's your routine like? Uh, it shifts. So I don't schedule time. I schedule activities. Um, <clears throat> like my, my workout, I'm, I'm waking up around six <clears throat> every, uh, every day, six, six, 15. <clears throat> uh, my son goes to a private high school, so he plays basketball. So I, I drop him in a school today. He's doing a practice before his school starts at eight. So take him out. I'm eating breakfast. I have a breathing routine that I'm doing. Uh, my wife and I, we go out to a back backyard. Uh, we, we get our faces exposed with sun. We have our breathing routine and we go through the process where we set up in our minds uh, three goals that we want to achieve that day <clears throat> and three things that we want to, we were grateful. And there might be same things or different things, but um, we just believe gratitude is is a huge thing when it comes to setting up the pace for the day. And uh, then we eat breakfast. We're gonna go to the messages and emails, and then see what's the what's the global part of our team has been messaging to us. Um, based on how I feel, I might do a morning workout. If not, I'm gonna do afternoon workout. But all the way till two thirty. Uh, we it's going to be work related stuff. Uh, it's going to be prospecting, working with our team, strategizing, learning new. And then two thirty, we're going to get our kids from uh, from uh, from uh, school and uh, make him food, have some family time, and then he has uh, a club practice sometimes two back to back. So that gives us another two three hours of work time at the evening, and um, then. After basketball, we eat family dinner. We want to make that um, something that we don't want to skip. Um, sometimes we go out to eat, but mostly we're just going to eat home. And when he goes to bed, we might do some business planning or we might do a little plan, do a review uh, at the evening before we go to bed. And, and uh, then we like to hang our brains I'll offer a little bit. So that means that we might watch some documentary from the TV that's completely we've like forcing us to think something else than work. But that's that's pretty like standard. So all those things pretty much happen in a daily basis and, and might be some deviation, but that's that's pretty much the main structure. I love it. That's very, very inspiring. Um what going back to your journey, what was <laughs> what was a major aha moment for you? 
that afterwards just things really start taking off for you? I'm huge in per like I love human psychology. I I, I didn't know how much I loved it. Uh, I've, I've been familiar with that military. We got a lot of training on leadership training and everything else. And but once I really started diving into the personal development and started hiring coaches and everything else, uh, the biggest thing is that what I call victim responsible paradigm. And that's something that I'm going to take always responsibility and I'm not the victim in a situation. And uh, one of the most empowering moments is that when you convince yourself that you're not the victim. Superficially, might might seem like these things are happening to me all the time and everything else, but uh, victimhood is the fastest way to get out of responsibility. Uh, and it's, it's just something that no one should like, obviously it's okay to feel down and bad sometimes like life happens, like something that we can't expect and it's nothing to do with us. But at the same time, once you find responsibility of the situation, uh, that's when the really, the, the fun starts start to happen because it allows you to shift from that victimhood and goes into the responsibilities. Like, yes, not only I have a opportunity, but I have a responsibility to adapt and shift in a way that this un, unhappy situation will serve a happy purpose at the end and eventually. And like I said, uh, before the, before I got in the industry, I, I was in the mindset that I was blaming things in the world. I noticed that that was, that was something that's been my class ceiling for a long time. That radical self-responsibility was something that was missing there. Like I always had it to a point, but once you really realize that it's, it's not, it's, it's not to anyone about anyone else. So when you're looking at even analogy in this industry, no matter there's, there's, there's a lot of dynamics that operate. There's your organizations and your mentorship and your upline and your team and everything else. And it's just the fact that, hey, no, you're the captain of the ship. You have the opportunity to turn. You have the opportunity to shift your boat if it goes, if it doesn't go the direction that you want. So responsibility is just something that once you find another level of self-responsibility, that's when the fun starts start stuff is gonna start happening. But what if you lack confidence? You never had success before. Like you talk about you can sh- change and shift the boat, but I'm afraid at all. I may do it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Confidence, um confidence comes through experience and then experience comes through a lot of mistakes. So you have to be willing to make a lot of mistakes. And you have to allow yourself to make those mistakes. Like I make mistakes all the time. I, and I, I, I did lack confidence. <clears throat> I did not have a lot of confidence. That was a time where I was making a lot of excuses. And once for me, and I think a lot of the coaching that we do also for our team is, is, the cliche, like, what's your why? Like, what's your ultimate goal? Like, why you join this business is have to be something else and just making money. You're immediately, you, you might just be like, I'm drowning and I need to pay my my bill. I need to pay my rent. Otherwise, I'm going to get, I kicked that out of my place. 
now you might be not be thinking like there's going to be there's going to be this amazing thing in the future you're just thinking about no i just need to pay my rent like that's my ultimate goal but you can still have a panic in and just kind of have that uh desperation because we operate best through inspiration or desperation so the desperation when it's there it can still be there but if you just say to yourself i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be fine no matter what i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be great i'm as long as i'm breathing i can adapt i can shift i can grow i can develop like developing that mantra because now it's not just about the outcome of your effort that makes now it's just like listen i'm i'm here i'm breathing i'm i have passion i have purpose i'm i i can do this no matter what it might might fail a hundred times but i'm going to make this happen so once you start failing a lot and you eventually just realize that hmm, it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad now the confidence is going to start coming in and once you're able to build that confidence now you're really now you're complete teflon meaning like there's no no thing that really sticks on you. you're like all right i'm gonna wipe that off and move forward so if people don't have confidence have the belief in yourself that you you're still you're still breathing like you're 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 still alive doesn't matter what your education what's your outcome how many people you know like we we all know who's familiar with this industry that that none of that matters. You might have to work harder than other people to achieve the same outcome, but it's still out there for you. The, the journey might be just a little longer. Hey, ML Nation, what's something we all have in common? We want to be successful and we like to also have fun. And that's why I've created my ML Nation daily newsletter. It comes out to you free five days a week. And I put network marketing in a fun way and also share daily tips and make it quick for you to go through in two or three minutes. Uh, this has been the one of the biggest projects I've worked on in years. It took me over four months of researching, thinking, planning to put it together. Initially, I had tons of ideas. Then I realized I put tons of it in there. You're busy. You're not going to go through it. So I made it fun, quick, and easy for you to get daily tips and have a good laugh as well. Hey, best of all, it's free. Share this with your friends and your team. And how do you get it? Just go to mlnation.com, hit subscribe, and it'll be delivered to your email every single day. Hey, Sami, you've been amazing. I could talk to you forever, uh, but we got to wrap it up. Um, so before we do, some really quick questions to pick your brain, and these can be one sentence. Okay. Yeah. What is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? There's so many, and I, I, I had a, I literally probably have, would have a backpack, but it, I, I just keep it simple. Like I said, uh, if it's, if it's to be, it's up to me. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Keeping open mind, meaning never, never shot everything, uh, any idea or anything down until you take a closer look to it because that means that you would let your past experiences also uh, dictate your future if you're only going to make your, like, this isn't based on preconceived um, thought process. So keep your open mind. What's the best advice you ever received? Don't stop. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect. 
Do you send them a video or do you get them on the phone? Do you uh, do a Zoom? What would what do you like to use? I I I like to talk to people in person. Uh, if I can't get in person, I want to talk to them through a video call. If I can't talk to a video call, then phone call. Uh, this is a this is a high tech, but you can't lose the high touch too. So this is a, still a people business. Technology is coming in fast, but you could. I, I like to talk and deal people in, with people in person. What's your favorite app on your phone? That's not a social media app. I want to say probably Boards app because we use that in, for so many different purposes, not just for our own, but so many other programs and, and mastermind programs. So that's probably the most used on my phone. What are two or three books you could recommend to ML Nation? Uh, Jocko Willing's Extreme Ownership. And if you're an entrepreneur, this is kind of like a monster book, but uh, uh, Atlas Shrugged. Yes. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Yes. Ready. So imagine you had to start all over again. You didn't know your kids, didn't know your wife. You're like an alien that went to a different world, but you knew, uh, you didn't know anyone, but you, mm. but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. Mm. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build a network marketing business from scratch? I would go look for free networking events. Uh, I would attend any kind of free uh, mastermind group or group of people that I can just get in face-to-face talking to people and just connecting uh, because it's, it's, it's all about people that you know. So I, I'm, I just want to get in front of people um, and usually networking groups are great because they're entrepreneurial-minded people. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you, Sami? Um, my advice is that if, if, you're, if you're in this industry, it's uh, you're, you're, in the, you're in the best industry. Uh, like my, my, uh, my mentor said, this is not perfect, but it's better. And, and that's something that you, you have to understand. So plant your flag. Stay, stay committed to your goal. Don't let nothing fade your goal. And um, stay purpose driven. When you when you feel purpose, you can then build everything else to it, including your your commissions and incomes and everything else. And um, that's 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 what it is. Stop, put a blinders on, and plant your flag. And probably the best way to reach out to me is is through Facebook. Uh, I'm not a big IG guy, so uh, Facebook I love. So it's the Sami Esklin uh, on Facebook, and and that's the best way to do it. So. <laughs> Uh, I love to connect with anyone, but that's that's my go-to platform. Hey, MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Sami Eskelin. So keep up the momentum and go to MLMNation.com. Click on the podcast tab and the show notes will pop right up, including the links to Sami's Facebook profile. Definitely follow and connect with him. In order to be successful in life and business and network marketing, you must help others. So Sami, Thanks again for sharing your valuable time with MLM Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you so much, Simon. Appreciate it. Hey, MLM Nation, before we wrap up, make sure you 
check out the new daily newsletter from ML Nation. This is one of the biggest projects I've worked on in years. Took me maybe four months just to get the first issue out. And it's all delivered to you for free. If you like ML Nation podcast, you are going to love the daily newsletter because I'm going to give you quick tips in a really fun way. And the best part of this, it takes only two to three minutes to go over it. So anyway, go check it out. Go to MLNation.com. Hey, ML Nation, this is Simon Chan here. We'll give you a quick recap of an awesome show from Sami Escalin. Hey, make sure you head over to MLNation.com, click on the show notes tab there, and um, you can follow, see all the nuggets of wisdom, the books he recommended, and also follow Sami, see what he's up to and how he and his wife uh, build a business. Very inspiring. Um, in talking about the mindset and the work ethic, right? Like if you if you don't have that work ethic, how can you track a good person? And he basically talked about going all in, right? What a lot of people say going all in. Like he actually wanted to prove that network. He's very analytical. You can see he's very detailed oriented. He like he wanted to poke holes at a profession, but he ended up realizing this is legit, right? It's legit. And when he went in, he went all in, meaning there's no other option. There will be tough times. And I love what he said, not hoping it works. Because if you hope it works, it's actually very deceitful. Like he said, deceitful, right? Because you're basically giving your way out. It's actually like, no, you're going to make it work. You're going to make it work. And, you know, he edified the profession a lot. It's an even playing field. You got leverage. Uh, it's not perfect, but it's a better way. But you got to go all in. And having that confidence. And confidence comes from, even during the tough times, uh, you know, if, you, if, like, if you're listening to this, you haven't had results in, Results in confidence comes from failure. Now, I'm making the mistakes. Actually, there's no failure. Failure is when you quit. And then when he said that, I was thinking about my business journey, my 20 plus in the profession, uh, 10 years as building, 10 years as a coach. And I think, of yes, the reason I have confidence is because of my mistakes I've made, right? So you got to be able, and then the more you do it, you develop that rhino skin, that tough skin, right? You keep going. And because you're driven by a why, that's not just about money, but about purpose. But you got to be purpose-driven, right? Some reason, maybe it's with your children. Maybe it's to spend time with them. Maybe it's to give back to the community. Having some bigger vision, bigger purpose is what's going to give you, to let you keep going. And you learn from those mistakes, right? He's always aware of his mental state, right? Get yourself to feel better. Like exercise. That's something I do, right? I, I realized recently, I had some aches and sores. I, you know, I toned down my exercise. Recently, I just like, whatever, I'm going to pick up my own ex- ex- exercise routine, kind of back the way I used to be going, like I go hardcore nuts. It actually makes me feel better, right? So what is something that you need to do to get you in that mental state so that you are brave, bold, make those mistakes, right? Um, and there's always a, always a, always a gift from the challenge. It's your opportunity to level up. What challenges are you facing today is your opportunity to level up. And whatever challenges, it's just a speed bump. Because every entrepreneur go through tough times, right? Go through tough times. Um, and I like what you, sh- you know, she had everything you want, you can have it if you work for it. I firmly believe that. Right? Everything you want, you can have it if you work. Well, you got to work for it. You got to make the sacrifices. You got to pay that price. And I love when he shared that routine, right? He does his business in the, no one has all the time in the world, right? He gets up early, takes his kid to school, drop him off a ba- uh, uh, basketball practice. He's able to do some work, right? Uh, when the club practice, he can do some work there. But you fit it in between. He doesn't schedule time. He schedules activities. And that's what successful people do, right? And you talk about radical self-responsibility. Like everything's your fault. You got to, can't play the victim. 
take responsibility. Responsibility to adapt and shift. And know that whatever it is, you will be fine. You can grow and develop. You're breathing and alive today. So whatever I know, I'm not trying to be insensitive to the challenges. I know I got challenges. I got problems. You got problems. But you are alive. You're listening to this. You're breathing. So you can shift and adapt. Be that leader that the world needs. A very inspirational show from uh, Sami Eskalin. It also teaches about the mindset, what it takes to be successful. Hey, if this has been helpful, please subscribe uh, and review. Uh, and by the way, these things, these shows are not free. Take up a lot of my time to set this up. Sami's time. Definitely follow him. Leave us a re- review uh, on the pot, your whatever podcast that platform you're listening to. And also subscribe to us on the YouTube channel, ML Nation, and uh, spread the word. Because, hey, with these you're not just a distributor. You're ambassador for the profession. There's so much, there's not perfect, but so much good in this profession. Let's go spread the word and let the others know about this. Hey, that's all I have. I'm Simon Chen. I'm loud and proud. you be part of this amazing profession. Now it's over to you. Go take action while you learn and have a positive impact on someone's life. God bless you all.